confidence that day. Next time you come my way, I know just what to say. Can we smoke first thing in the morning? With BMO, let's talk some shit. Can we smoke first thing in the morning? With BMO and talk some shit on Wakey we be. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> like you just sit there and wait for me to finish singing. <laughs> what else you going to do? Right. <laughs> you got to let the thing out. You know my rules, baby. You know my rules. Well, do the people know my rules? Some of my I, rules are trifling, so maybe I keep, keep them to myself. I feel like you said the rules before on the I said show. the rules before? Yeah. Rule number one. You don't have to do a goddamn thing. I forgot what number two was, though. Oh, let that thing out. I mean, you got to dance. Yeah. If you need to dance, you got to dance. Yeah, I think. I think it is. Oh, you were really searching out the rules. Ah, <laughs> rules to live by. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Rule number one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> Rule number one, you don't got to do a goddamn thing, but if you do it, do it well. Ain't no such, such thing as halfway crooks. Number two, if you don't write yourself in the budget, you won't be there. That's so real, though. Number three, you got to let this thing out, right? If you got a song in your heart, if you got a, a melody in your spirit, you got to let this thing out. Spirit. In your spirit. Can we smoke first thing in the morning? Uh, what else we got there? Uh, number four, don't bring me no smoke unless it's gas. That's facts. I don't want no mid. Uh, five, if you see some shit that look free and you like it, take it. I agree, but no. that might not be that might not be the best rule for life. No. Number six, money got to be spent. That's right. Number seven, you got the right to be wrong. You can sing your own song. You don't have to. I forgot. Anyway, <laughs> we got some great things we want to talk about this morning. Make sure y'all saying good morning to the lady of the house. This morning, we got the old dirty Chinese restaurant hey. on the line. What's up? Good morning. <laughs> Kels, 32. I see you. What's up, baby? What's up? And there's only one Freddie B. Nice. <laughs> What's up, Freddie B? Good morning to you, brother. Uh, welcome to Hawaii Bake with your B. Mo. Oh, yeah. It's our Solution Bank podcast where we talk about some things from a very black perspective, very blackly, while smoking a blunt. Um, this morning's topic, we got a few things we want to talk about this morning. This morning's topics include something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Long, 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 long time. What's that? Um, white mediocrity. Mm. We said on the show before, if if we are under the understanding that white mediocrity is successful because blackness is excluded or because meritocracy is dead. It's not based on skill. It's based on who you know. Mm -hmm. And in some situations, the people who follow you. So if we know that, then we can also say 
that there are some white mediocre products, people, things yeah. that exist. And because they exist, black black excellence doesn't have room. Mm. And so there are a couple examples I want to bring up when we talk about white mediocrity and its success. I want to talk about, of course, our Paul Robinson, excuse me, our Paul Robinson Negro of the Week Award winner, Miss Bianca Belair. I get a little lightheaded when I do that. Oh, Lord, got to take a second. We're going to talk about Diddy and his letter to corporate America, which is both funny and true. And, of course, I want to talk about my nigga Kyrie, which is hilarious because he don't want to be called a nigga no more. And that's the things we got to talk about this morning on Awaken Bay with B-Mo. Ooh, yeah. But the first things first, let's roll this blunt. We can talk about a couple of things. What you want to talk about, sweetheart? <laughs> you want to start with white mediocrity? Yeah, of course. Okay. I want to ask the two Wake and Bake what B-Mo Nights are on right now. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. If there, if 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 you were to agree with my theory that white mediocrity is so swollen, it has taken the place of other pieces of greatness from a different perspective. So, with that being said, if we are under the understanding that white mediocre is allowed, if we were able to get rid of white mediocrity right now, whose career would be in trouble? Mm. You already know. You already know. If you've been watching the show long enough, you know my two, Tina Fey, <laughs> and uh, what's her name? Who? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh yeah. You already know my feelings on it. If we were able to get rid of white mediocre people right now, so that we can make room for more excellence or different perspectives of mediocre, <laughs> hmm. whose career would be in trouble? Interestingly enough, when you ask that, the first people that come to my mind are like comedians. Who? Uh, what's her name? Amy Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. <laughs> wow. Who else you got? What's up, Is? Good morning. I'm not really a fan of Jennifer Lawrence, but you know. <laughs> Is she mid? Like she's not. I wouldn't say she's outstanding. Like she's not outstanding. You're right. I give you that one. She's not outstanding. It's not like I see Jennifer Lawrence. So I'd be like, ooh, right. Ooh, she acting. <laughs> that bitch <was> act. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> ooh, this gonna be good. This gonna be good. Nah. Right? You're right though. You're right. But I, I mean, we can keep Meryl Streep. She, she no, Meryl Streep is good. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Keep Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep is good. Yeah. Izzy, hey. this morning we're answering, we're asking and answering the question: If if white mediocrity was deleted right now, whose career wouldn't exist? Right now we got Amy Schumer, Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> Tina Fey, Tina Fey, and uh, Ellen DeGeneres. And Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> all white women. That's all, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well. So I'm asking the wake and bake with Bimo Knights. If there were, if if white mediocrity wasn't celebrated at the level it is now, meaning there'd be room for other levels, other perspectives of quality, mid and below, mid and above, <laughs> right? Whose career wouldn't exist? And, and, and I say this because I watched WrestleMania over the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not apologizing for being a wrestling fan. But I watched WrestleMania over the weekend and... There were two hosts 
of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. There was, and they were both from Tampa because yeah. WrestleMania was in Tampa. So it was two hometown, two hometown hosts in Tampa. Mm-hmm. One of them was good brother by the name of Titus O'Neil. The other brother was uh, Hulk. I'm gonna call you nigger with an R Hogan. My brother. <laughs> right, Hulk. My brother, which is, which is code for nigger. Right, uh, uh, Hogan. They were the two hosts of WrestleMania this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. We have some more observation when it comes to WrestleMania because WrestleMania is probably the first grand live event that happened in the continental United States since the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of Bad Bunny. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get, but that, that's part of the thing, right? right? So we're talking about white mediocrity, right? So mm-hmm. this is the two hosts. This is a, this is a, this is a picture perfect example of what my, white mediocrity looks like. Hulk Hogan was a wrestling star of the late seventies, early eighties that transitioned to a more chill role in the nineties. Yeah. Hasn't really been relevant in wrestling for a long time, but you know he's one. He's on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Right. Professional wrestling. This is the same industry in which two black women in twenty twenty one for the first time get the main event, the biggest wrestling event of the year mm-hmm. in the history of wrestling. Right. Not just the WWE, in the history of wrestling. Wrestling has been happening since 1876. Well. Yeah. Niggas have been fake punching each other in the face through a curated voice since 1876. Mm. So are two hosts of WrestleMania. Titus O'Neil, black man, comes out full suit. Yep. Six piece suit. Mm-hmm. Jacket, vest. pants, vest, <laughs> cummerbund, <laughs> bow tie, <laughs> shoes, uh the sock what are the what are the things that hold your socks up? Oh, Stocking yeah. things. Thing. Yeah, yeah, your little sock garters. My man came yeah, out there in a six piece suit kerchief. and a and a kerchief and a and a flower. Right. Uh, this thing came out in a six piece suit. Sharp. Sharp. Pinstripe. Mm-hmm. To host WrestleMania. Right. His co host, mm. Hulk Hogan. Let me call you the N-word to your face, Hogan. Somehow, the alter ego of Mike Brown. (laughs) Never forget the cop who shot Mike Brown said, when he saw Mike Brown coming, he said that little boy turned into Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Six, eight, 300 pounds? Six, eight, 300 pounds, white man. Oh, yeah. With fleeting white hair. Right. Um, What's up, Nick? Good morning, man. Rochelle, good morning. Good morning. I think Rochelle's a, Rochelle, you, is Rochelle the it, Nick? I think so. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, what what do you show up dressed as? <laughs> so then the Hulk comes out. This nigga got on his raggedy ass t shirt, his raggedy ass Hulkamania t shirt that's cut off, and you can tell that this t shirt. This ain't no new t shirt. No, this ain't fresh out the pack. He been wearing this t shirt all goddamn weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Collar all loose. <laughs> Got a stain on the bottom. This nigga got on some old, dusty, creased up J's and some joggers. Uh-uh. And, and the, you know, the sunglasses that the, the white men love. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. With the bandanas. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to block the melanin. I mean, the rays of the sun sunglasses. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You're not fooling me, son. Good morning, Rochelle. So I say it to say that my man Titus came full suited. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan came out in some dirty-ass, old-ass clothes. Mm-hmm. And yet they were put on the same level. Another quick thing for WrestleMania. This is what I mean by white mediocrity. Another thing for WrestleMania. There were two celebrity matches for WrestleMania. And I'm using... I like to... If, if you're new to the show... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> in response to our question about who's... Um, 
whose career wouldn't exist if white mediocrity didn't exist. We got Taylor Swift. He said it took me forever to think. <laughs> he said it took her forever to get her mind, but get her the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Can't believe she gonna release the same records because she can't own the records that she that she didn't buy before. But anyway, we're gonna talk about it another time. What was I talking about? I was talking about oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I use WrestleMania. This is your first time on the show. I use WrestleMania in, in, in the sense that like uh I like to use microcosms or or metaphor metaphorical events to explain a better point. Mm-hmm. So there were two celebrity matches that happened at um at WrestleMania. This is not a wrestle review podcast. This is actually a black ass podcast, in which right now we're talking about white mediocrity. Again, if you were in the comments, if you were in the wake and bake with Bebo Knight's comments, you have homework right now. I need you to think about it. If white mediocrity didn't exist right now, whose career wouldn't exist? I was right now. We got five white women. Yeah, we, got five. <laughs> we got Taylor Swift. We got Amy Schumer, Tina Fey, Ellen DeGeneres, and Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. All right. <laughs> We got to get some white men on that list, yeah, just right. to be fair. Right. Because <laughs> you know it's some mediocre white men. Right. So if you're in the comments right now, if you're on the line right now, what's up, Ricky B? <laughs> if you're on right now, Ricky B, you got homework. I need you. To, I need to know from you whose white mediocre career wouldn't exist if white mediocrity were destroyed today. Now, we were talking about something else, so. The, the two celebrity matches. Two celebrity matches at the WrestleMania. The celebrities are Logan Paul mm-hmm. and Bad Bunny. Logan, call, Logan Paul, stereotypical white man, whose career probably wouldn't exist, and Bad Bunny, who we've seen, um, oh, Piers Morgan. Morgan. That's a good, good one. one. Good one, good one. <laughs> good one, Natalie. That was a good one. Um, Bad Bunny, in case you aren't very aware who he is, he's an international superstar. Bad Bunny has had a partnership in the same, and I feel like Bad Bunny is the, uh, ooh, Colin Coward. Wow. Mm. Sports dude. Mm. I feel like Bad Bunny is the Latina, uh, what's that boy's name? Astro World. Travis. Travis Scott. I feel like Bad Bunny is the Latina um, Travis Scott. Right? I just think that's how that translates, right? Okay. Um, so Bad Bunny has a celebrity match. That's Yeah, is he? Bad Bunny. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Bad Bunny. <laughs> oh damn she said Seinfeld damn, damn. <laughs> I mean the show about nothing is literally like just I mean by definition about just the life of some mediocre people so <laughs> damn I like Seinfeld too mm-hmm. well anyway so yeah Bad Bunny has a Bad Bunny has a Wrestlemania match Bad Bunny's Wrestlemania season started Maybe like eight weeks ago, okay. with a with a run in on the Miz, some backstage situations in which the Miz and John Morrison were trying to get Bad Bunny on their track. So the Miz and John Morrison they made a track which was actually produced by Bad Bunny, but they made a track they made a diss track towards Bad Bunny. So essentially, Bad Bunny produced his own diss track <laughs> at WWE for somebody else to perform yeah. so that he could be part of the storyline. During <laughs> this, Bad Bunny becomes a twenty four seven champion, which means he's got some real inclusion going on there. During WrestleMania, I bullshit you not, Bad Bunny actually puts on a wrestling match. Yeah. Flying through the ropes. Did he have an outfit on? Had an outfit on, had his own had his own little situation, flying through <laughs> the ropes, jumping off the top rope, hitting moves, getting punched in the face, getting power bombed. I mean, Bad Bunny was out here wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> was out here wrestling, put on a 25-minute 
wrestling match followed by eight weeks of promo, mm-hmm. which include him winning a title and partnering up with some new talent at WWE. Yeah. That's Badge Bunnies. That's how you're supposed to integrate yourself into a brand, right? Mm-hmm. I'm an artist. Okay, cool. You want to be in the WWE for a few weeks? All right, cool. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to come in. I'm going to make a storyline. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Logan Paul <laughs> literally, literally, no buildup. I didn't know Logan Paul was going to be on the show until they showed the card right before the show started. Mm-hmm. And Logan Paul sat there. Yeah. He literally sat on the sidelines. At the announcer's table. At the announcer's table, watched, reacted with his face, took one wrestling move, and then... He didn't even do that. He just pushed him. He just pushed him. And then the WWE were treating Bad Bunny and Logan Paul as if they had done equal work. What? This is what I mean by white mediocrity. I see. I see that one of the people that we got is Justin Timberlake. Damn, Justin. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn, she said Justin, just a neighborhood white boy. <laughs> I mean, is Justin Timberlake an exceptional talent? Ah, uh, I've mm. Justin Timberlake has done a great job in surrounding himself. With talented people, whether right. that be NSYNC, Missy and Timberland, mm-hmm. or whoever. Janet Jackson for that quick minute. Justin Timberlake has done a great job. Both Jimmy Fallon's. Both Jimmy's, Fallon and Kimmel. Yeah. Man, good, good. Let them white folks about it. I think Kimmel is way more, yeah. <laughs> more you know more about oh, man. Kimmel? Yeah. You think Kimmel's more mid than Fallon? Yeah. Jimmy Fallon is the dude that put on Addison Ray true, and had them true, TikTok true, true, girls. True, true, true. True. Jimmy Fallon's also been a blackface. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon, uh, Jimmy Fallon's proximity to blackness is what I think makes him popular. He's got True. the roots band. He always, when he was coming up, he was known as the white guy who could do the Chris Rock voice. Mm. He was an impressionist. Okay. And he also often did impressions of like Shaq, Chris Rock, you know, black men. Of course. <laughs> Black man. So there's, I mean, I didn't come here to tear down uh, Jimmy, uh, what's the boy's name? Fallon. No. Or Kimmel. Kimmel. Fallon. I ain't come down here to uh, towards Jimmy Fallon, but the boy, the boy mid. Um, yeah, Fallon got Questlove. I feel like Questlove, could, I feel like Black Thought could take over the show. <laughs> if we being, if we being honest about it right now. Um, but yeah, there is a, what's up, Mooka? Good morning. There is a, yeah, this concept of white mediocrity, I, I walk around, we see it every day. It's part of the same energy that's like, um, the same energy that brings you, oh, man. Uh, man, I just lost my thought. Oh, um, I just lost a deaf ass again. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what white mediocrity is. It's the same energy that gives you, um, oh, it's the same energy that gives you the benefit of doubt towards white folks. Yeah. That's what it is. And we said that we said this on the show about four or five months ago. We gotta start making a checklist of things that we're gonna live by. But we stop. We're stopping. We're stop giving white people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And we're gonna transfer that energy back to 
black folks in the sense that, you know, what if niggas is dumb? We need to be a little more understanding and give grace to our people as we continue to navigate and destroy this system of white oppression, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, white mediocrity is the same energy as giving white folks the benefit of the doubt. We're not doing that shit no more. If you sound bad, goddammit, you ass. What's up, Ja? Good morning. Little girl, uh, uh, not little girl, woman who was singing the country version of uh, America the Beautiful. <laughs> it wasn't just okay, it was bad. Yeah. There is no just okay for white folks no more. You're good or bad. <laughs> you good or bad. <laughs> we good or bad. Um, and you know what? To to be on my Forrest Gump shit, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <All right. laughs> what you got to say, sweetheart? Are there, are there moments of white mediocrity that jump out of you that we've accepted on like a normalized level as I roll this blunt? Hmm. Normalized white mediocrity. Or, or give us an example of white excellence. <laughs> the Undertaker. Other than The Undertaker. Give us another. <laughs> and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give us other examples of white excellence. Ooh. And the reason why I say those two is that this character of Stone Cold Steve Austin was not black. What do you mean? Yeah, he's a white man. There was a, he was a white man. There was nothing black about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was nothing black about The Undertaker. Right. There weren't stolen tropes. There weren't African influences. There weren't hip-hop influences. There weren't, oh, this black guy did it this one time, so I think I could be a cool. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Oh, as Mara said, J-Lo, uh, when it comes to white mediocrity. That's ooh, a good one. <laughs> ooh, 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 Get her ooh, the fuck up ooh, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so tired of J-Lo. <laughs> oh, you so tired of J-Lo? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, that's spicy. That's spicy because you call J-Lo white. <laughs> That's the spicy part. You call J-Lo white. And I don't see nobody. Um, I don't see nobody disagreeing. Mooka says we're not coddling. Um, um, we're not coddling white feelings no more. Hell no. Nah. For, for what? Because mm. it obviously don't. How we treat how we treat white people obviously don't matter to how they treat us. Right. You see my man gets. You seen the army officer gets. Get uh, 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 pepper, spray. pepper spray in his car in after his- saying he was scared in his full uniform. This man is a this man is a warman. Talk about he's scared of the police in his town, nigga. You don't have much access to weapons. I got right now. There are four AKs in the trunk. Right. I'm scared. It don't matter. Good morning, Empress. Good morning, Empress. What's up? She called J Lo White. That's great. <laughs> That's great. That's spicy. That's spicy. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we see uh, uh, Barishnikov, one of my favorite world dancers. The reason why I say, the reason why I feel like, <clears throat> not only should we tear down whiteness, we should, unfortunately, as white people are trying to tear down their own racism. Hopefully, as they're trying to become more anti-racist. Hopefully, they start to get back into their own culture. Right. So I see this little white girl. She had on like she had she was doing like uh the white girl curls from all the seventies shoes that you saw. Oh, like, yeah, like uh the what's Fairy her name? Goldie Hawn, yeah. Fairy Foster and shit like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. 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 I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> Follow your path. Where your ancestors That's at? That's your culture. That's your culture. 
I don't need to see you in Afrofuturistic places. Nadia, good morning. How's my man's? Monday got a baby. Nice. A little baby. I can't believe you walking now. Remind me of my man's name. Uh, let me know if he's listening and tell him hello. He looks mischievous. That's why I like him. He's like a little a little troubling baby. That's that's the kind of kids I want. That you look you look at him one minute and they sitting there playing with their blocks. You turn around, you turn back and they into some real shit. <laughs> they breaking something, running away. That's my kind of kid right there. Lord. I love that kind of kid. Give me a badass kid. What's up? What's up, Tay? Cause and effects is in the building. Impala. Still one of my favorites. Somebody said that they love Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood is okay. Okay, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give you Curry. I'll give you Curry. She can sing a couple notes. Not a couple. <laughs> Amy Winehouse, she did, but you know what I'm saying? She was. I feel like she was. Well, she was taking from the vocal aesthetic of black soul singers. But you know, I guess yeah. she was doing it okay. <laughs> to, to quote. Um, to quote my my favorite loser in the political aspect, that's right, that's right. His name is, is Asa. Nice. Asha, Asa, 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 <laughs> Asa. Um, yeah, I, I could. T- I I see. I told you, Nadia. When I first saw your child at six months, I was like, oh, that's a bad one. Uh, I know a bad kid when I see it. That's a bad kid. I love it. <laughs> Which makes me think, oh, that's just nature, baby. That ain't nurture. <laughs> he ain't learned the ways. <laughs> he was born this way. Asa, got you. Asa. What's up, JB? Good morning, man. Um, where we at? Where we at? What was he talking about? I do. I think it's interesting that we're able to find more mediocre white people than great ones because <laughs> mm. I'm really racking my brain trying to find trying to find some good white folks in right. case you're just joining the conversation this morning we are having a conversation about white mediocrity we believe let's just say let's just say an, an invention was created today in which we could press a button and all white mediocrity would disappear yeah. who would, we're asking who would disappear and who would definitely still be here we definitely got six white women on the list already we got Taylor Swift well seven if you include the last one <laughs> we got Taylor Swift Jennifer Lawrence, um, Ella DeGeneres, Amy mm-hmm. Schumer, mm-hmm. Tina Fey, Tina Fey, and uh, 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 who was it? Ah. Oh, and then of course I think it's the sixth one. If you count the sixth one, would be J Lo. Yeah. We got all the Jimmy Fallon's and Kimmel's, <laughs> uh, Justin Timberlake, Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan. <laughs> Hey, you know how you know how key who wouldn't be here if white mediocrity didn't exist? Who? President Joe Biden. That, mm, that part. President Joe Biden has I'll been a very it. mediocre politician for a long time. <laughs> a long time. Ooh, who else? Um, what we got? What's the t-shirt? Help me out, Mooka. Uh, let's light this blunt, y'all. What time is it? What time is it? Oh, Lord, we didn't man, got started late on the it's on the blunt. We didn't got to talking, Lord. Um, what a light ass sweet thing. The queen of England. Oh, the Queen of England. Ah. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> the whole royal family, for that matter, remove Taylor. She can be replaced. Exactly. <laughs> Anderson Cooper. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Damn. I feel like if Anderson Cooper is mid, then so is Mr. Rogers. They're, what? Those are two different. <laughs> what? No. You think Anderson Cooper is mid? Mm. Are you saying Don Lemon is better than Anderson Cooper? Is that what we're saying? Because Don Lemon ain't on shit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we doing that search for the lighter. Does anybody else? Oh, Lord. Uh, 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 Joe, a uh, fax in response to Joe Biden and Anderson Cooper. Wow. <laughs> look, look, look. A wake and bake with Bebo Knight suggested that J-Lo might be a, a mediocre white woman. And and I'm having a hard-pressed time in my mind disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. What a lighter. It's like every blunt. <laughs> Does anybody else lose the lighter in close? In close? Um, um, oh, we're not saying Mr. Rogers? Okay, okay. Oh, oh, we're not saying that Don Lemon is better than, than Anderson no. Cooper. And then if that's the case, uh, I think Anderson Cooper could stay. What? And he's the Silver Fox. Don't black women love Anderson Cooper? Oh, uh, well, the black <laughs> women in the room did not respond. <laughs> so. Is that your do rag? Is that my do rag? No. no. Okay, there we go. Damn, J Lo, Hugh Jackman. Mm. Right, we're not. I think. I think. I think everybody is disagreeing with Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody is including Mr. Rogers into white excellence. Yeah. In which, you know what? I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Why are you I don't the know. Table? I didn't mean to do that. Whoa. I didn't mean to do that. Mr. Rogers ain't do nothing to nobody. <laughs> what a good white man. Um, okay, so. She loves Anderson. Okay. Can we keep Hugh on the list? I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. If we were to press a button and white mediocrity would have disappeared today, whose career would be in trouble? But aren't there more white male actors? Because I'm... <laughs> trying to think. I'm trying to think. What's the most spicy white male actor that we can get rid of? Keanu Reeves. Damn, what? No. I was going to say uh, Mark Ruffalo, but... Oh, him too, though. <laughs> High key. Mark Ruffalo. I'm thinking I'm, I'm going by Avenger now. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Mark Ruffalo. Scarlett Johansson could have been a black woman. Yeah. We could have used Black Widow as a black woman. That would have been dope. Um, Jeremy Renner is cool people. That's Hawkeye. He's good people. He's, he's, he's a little a, mid. He's a little mid. Good morning, Princess. Right now we're talking about... Oh, oh Mama Lane said Brad Pitt. Oh, Ow. Wait, that hurts. Ah. Wait a minute. Oh no! Oh no! Are you saying black Brad Pitt could be can be replaced by any attractive black man? Oh, any attractive black man? I'm just thinking. Yeah. It's can if it, in every Brad Pitt movie if it was replaced by Idris, Idris Elba would it work? Mr. Hell Mr. Yeah. Mr. Smith, yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. <laughs> you got a point there, mom. You got a point there. Hell yeah! Damn, I love Brad Pitt though. I know, right? But I wonder. See, this is the conversation about white mediocrity. I wonder. I was. If our standard for white mediocrity has changed based on the Brad Pitts of the world. True. Because I would argue Brad Pitt is very popular. Mm -hmm. I like him as an actor. But mm -hmm. at the same time, easily replaceable. Right. I was What's thinking up? Tom Cruise. I didn't want to say it, though. But. <laughs> oh, not Tom. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Not, uh, what's my other man? Uh, um, Hardy? Not Tom Hardy. Uh, uh. Uh, 
What's my man? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Not That's Tom right. Hanks. <laughs> not not Tom Hanks, Lord. And Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Jamie Kennedy, um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, not leave Keanu alone. Right, thank you. Leave Keanu alone. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, what about George Clooney? Is he mid? George Clooney. What's crazy? Now I'm thinking about all the Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I feel like all the white men could be replaced, to be honest with you. Because then, like, specific. Okay, George Clooney might be the poster boy of. I feel like there's two poster children of white mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. There's the George Clooney's of the world. Right. And there's also like, um, who's somebody that's just bad that we accept as white? That's just like not a good talent. Like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So there's like George Clooney and Miley Cyrus, they are very much in the same conversation of white mediocrity. Yeah. What I can say about George Clooney is at least he's trying to be what he is. Right. Well, yeah. Like he's attempting to be a good actor well, or at least play the parts with enough integrity as himself mm-hmm. so that it's still good. Right. Miley Cyrus seems to be leaning and floating on white mediocrity right. alone. I feel like she adopts whatever role is convenient or popular at exactly. the time. Exactly. And yeah. Exactly. And it's bad at it. Right, right. But we'll get, what were we watching? We was watching. Um, Oh, it was NCAA t- tournament, oh, the right. men's tournament over over Easter weekend. Yeah, and Miley Cyrus has a thirty minute concert in between in between games, and not one of those songs sounded good. No, no, none of them sound good. But she gonna get another contract, right? She gonna get hired again. She gonna be on tour. She gonna get some more shows. Mm-hmm. She got the motherfucking NCAA contract, right? They could have put Andre there. They would have cost them the same. Mm. I really like, and, and the thing is, I I. Really like George Clooney. Yeah. I really like Brad Pitt. Yeah. But my affinity for them doesn't necessarily make them excellent. Right. Maybe we have been in an era where we have accepted white mediocrity for so long that that has become a standard for what something good is. Mm-hmm. And as we continue, especially right here on Waking Make We Be Mo, as we continue, yeah. To dismantle the white hero complex that's in our mind, because you know, if you were a child of the 1900s, then you know that it's too late for you. The 1900s. If you are a child of the 1900s, it's too late for you. You have an affinity and approximately towards whiteness that is ingrained in you. Can you don't even know. Can that be? Can it be broken? Yeah. It has to be. It has to be broken, and you got to pay attention to it. Right, you have to be conscious of you it. You have to be conscious of it. So when, and it's a small thing, so when, when DC announces that Tiny C. Coates wants to make a black Superman, yeah. if your first thought is Superman ain't black. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with you. I'm not coming for you. I swear to God. Nothing wrong with you at all. But we all are. If you were born in the 1900s, we are trying to break this bond mm-hmm. and this proximity to whiteness. Right. Um, and even if it's not on the conscious level, be more, I don't think white folks, right? I know you don't. But when you're walking down the street, you still move out the sideway a little, a little bit. Damn. <laughs> what about that hair? You still, you still brushing it down? You still holding it down with that do rag? So you look acceptable? No. <laughs> but you out here, uh, you out here judging, judging Jessica Brown. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we all have a proximity to the whiteness that we need that we need to break. And this white mediocre, this white mediocrity situation. Although I heard an argument yesterday, it might have been yesterday. Yesterday on the call, I heard an argument yesterday that the term black excellence. 
is starting to be frowned upon because it gives the uh, it gives the connotation that black people have to be perfect to be respected. Mm. Which is why we always said, I think our first piece of merch is going to be Black Mid Matters. Allow black mediocrity. Right. And then we put a whole bunch of black mediocrity shit on the back, right? <laughs> because I'm not expecting for every... I'm not expecting the replacement of Brad Pitt to be better than Brad Pitt. I just wanted a different perspective. Give me mm-hmm. another attractive guy who goes through the same situations as Brad Pitt. Give me that. Right. Give me an, another attractive older gentleman like a George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Think, yeah, think about it, like... George Clooney and Brad Pitt have been able to be fine their whole career. Right. They've been fine as young folks mm-hmm. and now they're fine as older men. Yeah. I want to see I want Michael B. Jordan to have that same to right. have that same life. I want him to have that same life. Because he's not the greatest actor, but he's fine. Right. So I want him to be fine from the wire to whenever he goes out. Yeah. Don't turn this nigga to the ugly nigga when he gets older, because it's not a that's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. We got some more comments. Um go up. Oh. No, we good. Keep going. Um, George is mid. Lee uh, Keanu alone. Leonardo. That's what I'm saying. These are hard names to say. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Adam. Well, Adam Driver is amazing. Adam Driver yeah. <laughs> is an amazing He's a whole actor. Class. <laughs> um, uh, Matt Damon. Oh yeah. Um, ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they wrote the fuck out of Goodwill Hunting, though, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Ooh, um, who's the what's one? the verdict on Jeff Goldblum? The Life uh, 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 happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put Jeff Goldblum in the same category as Christopher Walker. If you're weird enough and white, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Get the uh, the Wilson brothers out of here, though. Luke and Owen. Damn. Luke and Owen. I put them in the same category. They well, Owen Wilson is weird enough for me. Yeah, no, but he I don't like him. <laughs> I do not fuck with that man. <laughs> I, I, Leo is sad. Nah, Leo is that nigga. I don't think Leo is mediocre. Andy Ooh. Warhol. All he was doing was drugging folks and screen printing. Wow. Yo, Izzy is on one today. Not screen printing. Izzy, he was screen he printing. Was, this nigga heat press and talking about he a motherfucking groundbreaking artist. Get the fuck out of here. Campbell suitcase. Right, get the fuck out of here, dog. That's mediocre. No, that's white, that's white mediocre for that ass. Let me paint a can of soup. Four times. Niggas out here really depicting their whole ass, they whole ass experience through the transatlantic slave trade. And you talking about cans of soup. My dick, Andy Warhol. Tomato soup. Get the fuck out <laughs> Damn! What's up, Trill? What's up, Golf Coast? That's my cousin. Which one? What's up, Golf Coast? Listen, that's uh, nice. I think Anthony Brown. <laughs> oh, what's up, Anthony? What's Brown? up, Cuz? What's up, man? I think they live in Tampa. Oh, hey, what's up? Right, 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 Shout right, right. Tampa. Uh, okay, Andy Warhol. Without a doubt, he's gone. Right. <laughs> um, Mooka says, okay, I think she just kicked Andy Warhol the fuck up out of here. Okay, Ben Affleck. Okay, we said Ben Affleck. He's gone. Ben is out. Ben can go. Ben motherfucking Affleck. He needs to get the fuck out of here. Yes. Why we all hate Ben Affleck? Because he white and mediocre. We know what it is. And he dated that white woman, J-Lo. We know what it is. <laughs> we know what it is. He not doing well. Oh, uh, we talking about Ben Affleck? Mm-hmm. Damn, I like Owen Wilson, too. I like Owen Wilson, too. Uh, oh, no. 
Somebody whispered Robin Williams into the comments. Oh, no. <laughs> oh not Steve Carell. Oh, and Steve Carell. See all these feelings we got right now? We just got to be able to detach, our, detach ourselves to whiteness. Right. Said Andy Warhol was just out here drugging people and screen <laughs> printing. The worst. <laughs> Get Andy Warhol the fuck out of here. <laughs> nah, I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't agree with you when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Robin Williams, though. No, I can't agree with I you. Can't. I can't agree with you. Pat Mostly, Adams? just look at this. There have been two Aladdin genies. Mm. And one genie kicked the other genie's ass. <laughs> okay, okay. And the other genie was Will Smith, all right? <laughs> and Will Smith got his ass handed to him on the motherfucking genie shit. Watch the shit back to back. Watch the two genies back to back. No comparison. Not even close. Mm. Not even close. I was, I was actually watching a video one of these days that said, uh, Robin Williams' performance in Aladdin might be the best voiceover acting ever. That was yeah, one of those top like twenty. Yeah, lists. yeah. Uh-huh. Might be his performance in um, his performance in Aladdin as a genie might be one of the best performances ever. The uh, editor of the genie said that Robin Williams did so many takes of the genie that they could put out four different cuts of what the genie was. Wow. That's not mediocre at all. That's not mediocre at all. I can't can't get you on. I can't get with you on the Robin Williams. Uh -uh. I can't get with you on the Robin Williams. If anything, if anything, white men need to follow that. Get back to that. Because Robin Williams was a little, you know what I'm saying, a little questionable. You know what? A little questionable. So is uh, is Angelina Jolie mediocre? Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Yo, Prissy said she about to start blocking folks. Talk about some Robin Williams. (laughs) Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Wait, who? Wait, Justin Bieber? Oh. <laughs> Michael. Mike McDonald's the singer that can stand. <laughs> I keep forgetting <laughs> that will never be the same again. Steve um, Martin. He's pretty mid. Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. Steve Martin's pretty mid. <laughs> Steve Martin's pretty mid. Very forgettable. Uh-huh. Him, Martin Short. Um, yeah. Although I love me some Billy Crystal. Although I think, I think maybe... Here's something. As I continue to think about time, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I keep saying that we were born in the late 1800s or the late 1900s because <laughs> it's true, right? Because that's just how I said that to a, I said that to one of my my students, and he started laughing like, "Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, you were born in the late 1900s." So, as a child of the late 1900s, um, <laughs> I believe that we're getting to a part in history now where we're going to start reviewing the history of like our birth time. So there aren't too many movies. Straight Outta Compton is probably the best example of like a recent history movie. Mm. That shit happened in the right. mid 80s into the into the early 90s yeah. and then all the way through Friday with uh with Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start getting more depictions of the 70s, 80s and the 90s. Mm. I say it to say that like there was a time like the Steve Martins, the Martin Shorts, the Billy Crystals, those white men were, I guess, the top of their industry. Right. But they were also going against, in the black industry, they were going against Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby and Red Fox and Della Reese. True. And which them niggas is way funnier than Billy Crystal and uh, yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short. I watched a, I watched a little Saturday Night Live because I'm, I'm forming an opinion that I don't think we're supposed to fuck with Saturday Night Live. Okay. Mm. Okay. I think Saturday Night Live is an agency of whiteness. 
through comedy, and so they can get away with get away with some shit. But Kanye says Kanye says some shit after. I think late registration. He said that SNL, or it might it might have been uh, graduation. He said that SNL was very anti anti black and wasn't for black folks. But then Kanye said it, so you know niggas don't really be fucking with with the Yeezy like that. <clears throat> I bought some shoes yesterday. That's completely off topic. <laughs> um, before we go, I do want to get to our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week award winner. Um, what happened? Okay, everybody's cool with Robin Williams. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Shout out to the classic movie Airplane. What's my man? What's my man's name? The one-liner. Leslie, uh, Leslie, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Leslie, I forgot his name. But that's the dude from that from the airplane movies, airplanes and the Caddyshacks. All that shit I feel like is gonna make a is gonna make a recent history comeback. I don't think you can remake Revenge of the Nerds right now because it's very much some raping that shit. That's just crazy. Mm. That's just some crazy. That's just crazy. Here's what happens in Revenge of the Nerds. This one nerd uh is beefing with this group of with this group of jocks, right? Okay. And one of the jocks' girlfriend is a cheerleader or some shit like that. And there's a costume party. And at this costume party, one of the nerds realizes that the the jocks has on, I think, a Darth Vader, Vader mask or whatever. Yeah. So then he goes to put on a Darth Vader vest and then fucks the jock's girlfriend. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Can't do that shit now. No. Ooh, Frankie Muniz. Damn, I used to fuck with Frankie Muniz. See, a little black kid could have been Frankie Muniz. His story is sad, though. Yeah, that's that. that is really sad. Yeah. That is really sad. He can't remember none of that shit. Right. That shit is really sad. I'm weak at somebody saying, what do they say? Uh, does bringing down the house really give Steve a pass? <laughs> <laughs> I love Steve Martin from Father of the Bride. Other than that, mm-hmm. Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride too. Other than that. <laughs> Wasn't he in Guess Who with Queen Latifah? Is that him? No. It's bringing down the house. <sighs> with Queen Latifah? Oh, I'm, think- I'm thinking of Bernie Mac and uh, please, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. That was guess who? Please. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was alive. He should have Jimmy Fowler's place right now. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> oh, Ashton Kutcher get his ass up out of here, too. Ashton took... Um, uh, Shirley who? Shirley. Oh, that's the oh, Leslie dude. Yeah. yeah. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Keenan owns SNL? No. Like, oh. owned oh. it, like... Um, info comes from Google. Okay. What he like? He owns like part of that's, it. That's what I said. But <sighs> that'd be lit. Right. Yeah, right. Get Ashton I the fuck about shit. here. What's up? Breach song and McCullough Cook and had a kid. That was so random. So random. But I guess McCullough Cook and out here pulling bitches. That's the <laughs> see. <laughs> There's my well. Okay, I say actually, I say this in a positive light. Um. Uh, I've watched interviews with Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get Demi Moore up out of here too. Oh yeah, <laughs> get them both. Yeah, I've watched interviews with Macaulay Culkin, and Macaulay Culkin is quite and Madonna. <laughs> yes, Lord. Absolutely. Oh, Madonna, New Kids on the Block, fucking both. Right. I watched a Ooh. New Kids on the Block documentary one time. And was like, oh, this is a joke, right? <laughs> this is a joke, right? Right. I thought it was a parody. I really thought it was a parody. 
I looked these songs up. These niggas really was singing songs like that. Like this shit is whack. Mm-hmm. White people going crazy. New kids on the block. <laughs> supposed to be supposed to be new edition. Anyway, same with Mark Wahlberg's ass. Mm-mm. Ass out of here too. <laughs> Get Mark Warbuzz ass out of here. Just in case you joined this morning, this morning we're having a conversation about white mediocrity. If uh, if our if our wake and bake would be one night, Demi Lovato. Mm. Wow. If our wake and bake would be one night, as Mara created a created a machine, which I think she would be really good at it. You should look into it. Is if our wake and bake would be one night, created a machine in which we pre- press a button and all white mediocre careers disappeared. Whose career wouldn't be here? And conversely, whose career would be safe? I know Brandon is going to say Kathy Griffin. <laughs> I know he loves him some Kathy Griffin, Oh, I thought man. you meant... No, okay. no, 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 no. He loves oh, he him some loves Kathy Griffin. Ooh, what? <laughs> uh, love him some Kathy Griffin, man. Um, okay. Oh, she meant Demi Moore, but Demi Lovato, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tina just has... Tina just has the longest tenure on SNL cast member, right? Um, what I was just saying, though. Uh, conversation what we're talking about if you could yeah yeah if you could do that so we're having that conversation in the chats right now I want to give a shout out to our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week award winner Mm -hmm. for the first time I said this earlier and I know we're not supposed to be celebrating first because first uh, usually in uh, indicate that there are still some white dominant spaces that we are venturing into without the opportunity of ownership so I know we're not supposed to be celebrating first but as I am a child of Rosa Parks and Ruby Bridges like these are the two women that I looked up to when I was a kid, and they broke barriers because I'm a child of that thinking. I can't help but also be enamored by individuals who are brave enough or revolutionary enough to walk into these uh, these faux integrated places, create excellence there, and then break down the, the barriers uh, uh, to the same institution. Mm. I said earlier, this is not a joke. I think wrestling has been around since 1896, since the first like. When we talk about like carnival culture, yeah. that's wrestling. True. Right? That's right. Um, some of the original wrestlers are carnival people. So like, you know, the strong man, the dude with the straps, mm-hmm. the same dude with getting the fake fights with people. That's professional wrestling. And it's been fake fight and happened since 1896. And the interesting thing about fake fighting, the interesting thing about fake fighting is that someone chooses the result that's not the entertainer's. Right. There is a separate party who owns the business who then indicates what the outcomes should be. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if there was ever a black champion, somebody had to choose a black champion. Right. And as a fun fact, for the first time in wrestling history, ever, on a major wrestling platform, two black women fought each other. Mm-hmm. Which for the championship, which means it was a guaranteed outcome that a black woman was going to be champion. Right. And one of those black women is a young lady named Bianca Belair. We talked about her in January. She was a Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award winner there when she won the Royal Rumble. This week, she's also the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award winner because she just won the championship. In the first black featured main event in wrestling, WrestleMania history. First time since 1896, somebody chose two black women to be the representation Mm -hmm. of their fake fighting company. And I know we're not supposed to be celebrating first because this is not it's not really something to celebrate. Oh, so white folks really finally wised up in 2021. I get it. But at the same time. And, you know, sometimes like 
not to throw shade, but like sometimes the first the people that do stuff aren't really that good at. Yeah. Let me tell you what? something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That WrestleMania uh, main event is quite possibly, unbiasedly, one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm not telling you, Wake Up Baker Bemo nice to go out and watch it because your wrestling friend, Wake Up Baker Bemo, I watched it for you. And I can say unapologetically, women's matches aren't that aren't that great sometimes. No. These two black women right here. Oh yeah. I seen three things I ain't never seen before in a wrestling in a wrestling match mm-hmm. between these two individuals. So I would I just wanna I wanna give the flowers to Bianca Belair. Um, who was married to a black man? Mm-hmm. And says my man at UNC want to be shouting out what race they spouse <laughs> is. Right. Uh, so Bianca Belair is married to a black man. Um, black champion, black girl, unapologetically black. When y'all Google Bianca Belair, you be like, oh, she black, black. Yeah, got the long hair, got the hoops. She talk black. She got the long braid. She got the long. Yep, she got the long braid. I love it. She clap when she talk, when she get feisty. <laughs> and it's authentic. It's not like somebody being performative. Right. This is this is Bianca. Right. That was me dancing for Bianca Blair. Uh. Go, 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 <laughs> go. Oh man, I'm very, I'm very proud of her. Uh-huh. Oh, you know I got the pay-per-view, baby. Come on. Uh, come on. You know what's crazy? Wrestling is now free. Mm-hmm. If you got Peacock, Peacock is free. Oh, yeah, she it? did. You, yeah, yeah, Mike saw it. She used that brazen weapon too as a whip. Schwapow! Oh, <laughs> I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Everybody what time we at right now? We at fifty three. Yeah. What's the burning? You got any burning questions for the roach? Uh, I'm just trying to tie in white mediocrity, mm-hmm. but like also black excellence. But there also needs to be room for, you know, black mid. So right, yeah. This is why this is why the campaign that I on that I'm on is that black mid matters. Yeah, I truly believe that there should be room for black people to tell unextraordinary stories. Right. We were talking about that over Easter when we watched Sylvie's Love, when we watched the photograph. Mm-hmm. These are these are unextraordinary things that are happening. Right. Oh, two people fell in love. It was complicated. They figured it out. Made it a movie. Right. <laughs> right. Nobody got kidnapped. Right. Nobody got kidnapped. <laughs> Nobody got hung. Right. No crosses were burned. Nobody got chased in the streets. Like there wasn't even white people in the movies for real. Right. It was, I think, one. <laughs> in Sylvie's love. Uh, the manager, his manager, or yeah, yeah, and he was the shiesty one. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning, Killer B. Sakila. Nice. Um, Clarissa Shields. Who's Clarissa Shields? I don't know. Wait, what was I just talking about? Um, black mid matters. I really believe that black mid matters. It has to. It has to. Yeah. And not only like un- not only like just like uh, unexceptional stories, but also like badly told stories. Right. Like, <laughs> we should be able to fail in public and still get opportunities. Right. It's a ridiculous thought to think that Hollywood saw the success of black dollars after Black Panther. What? Right. Y'all ain't see Harlem Nights? But, what, but the thing is, right, here's the thing. 
crazy. Do we talk about Johnson? No, we ain't talking about Johnson Johnson yet. The first uh, coming to America. You see the first coming to America? <laughs> right, but the problem is they consider these. Um, good morning, Ernesto. Ernesto. We was talking about you the other day. You just had a baby. You just had a baby. Yeah. A baby. Congrats. <laughs> a baby. A baby. Be don't know nothing about birthing no babies on. <laughs> um, what were you talking about? Um, Black Mid Matters, essentially. Yeah, but yeah. So you were saying something. Oh, it's ridiculous to think that Hollywood only sees the value of black dollars and black products after Black Panther. Right. I don't even have to go as far back as that. Did they not see Girls Trip? Right. But the problem is, as Monique says, which I got to listen to Monique, mm-hmm. what Monique says, the problem is Hollywood labels your success based on the budget that you get. So if Girls Trip gets a $20 million budget and they bring in 110 mil, they did well for a low-budget movie. Wow. Whereas not the thinking of, okay, if we had made Girls Trip a $110 million budget, mm-hmm. we could have brought in $330 million. No, they right. didn't think that. Right. They didn't think that at all. So then what do they think about Friday? That's what I'm saying. Low budget movie. They look at they look wow. at Spike Lee. They see they see niggas like us getting out the mud and creating excellence. And they're like, ah, they could do, we could do that. See, that's the dangerous part of white mediocrity. Mm. The dangerous part about white mediocrity is the other side. Not necessarily what we find mediocre, yeah. mediocre, but what they consider mediocre. Right. Is they can look at us scrape mud from the ground raw, mm-hmm. create everything, and then say, okay, we'll label that mediocre so that when we take $110 million and turn it into $200 million, we can say we were excellent. Right. Mm. What's up, Q? Good morning. I got three minutes? Oh, I'm always on Monique's side. Always. Two shirts we making. Black Mid Matters Mm -hmm. and Monique was right. Right. Slash Monique is right. Come on now. Uh, Look at this. 22 people on here right now. That's fucking crazy. Good morning. As we are seven days away from the first birthday of Wake and Bake with BMO. Who Wake and Bake with BMO. Maybe I'll play the chords. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll play the chords on the on the birthday. Nice. We are seven days away from 420, the one-year anniversary of Wake and Bake with BMO. We do have some announcements that we want to make. We will be moving away from the BMO Brown handle. Mm. Mm-hmm. We will be moving away from the BMO Brown handle. So as Q said, we can... Uh, working on vertical integration. We had this conversation. I don't know if y'all were paying attention and I'm running out of time, but um, in order for the lady in the house and I to actually, you know, remain the lady in the house, now we got to make some changes to the show to make sure. That's right, JB. JB was there day one. Keep them comments coming, baby. We want to make sure that we're making some systemic changes to the show so we can allow the show to be the show and we can be us. Yeah. Right, so that we can grow. That's all. We got to let it go. We got to let it go. So uh, on 420, you can expect that this show will be coming from a different platform, um, at least on the Instagram platform for now. So are some things that we want to change there. We also want to change up the the cover art, put out a couple of commissions already. Uh, if you know any, uh, if you know any digital artists, any visual artists who need to make like a good 150, 200 bucks, don't want to remake the the Wake and Bake with BMO graphic, go ahead and do that. 
We want to have that done in the next seven days. That's my price. That's what I'm giving out. And it's no disrespect to my man Tay. This right here, this cover right here, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. But marketing dictates that we got to diversify so that we can keep the attention of the masses. What we have, like 20 seconds? So that's what we're going to do. So expect new things right here on Wake Up Bake with BMO. We are still on our way to a very uh, a landscape format so we can go up on YouTube and be on Twitch. But until Thursday, stay high, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 you'll be okay. <laughs> you'll be okay. And as always, I want to I wanna appreciate y'all for, for coming through, watching. Who are you going to make with your BMO? Make sure you check out the podcast. I don't know if I say that enough. No. <laughs> there is a whole ass podcast. So by the time we put up clips, if you want to check out the whole conversation, I try to conduct the conversation so that it makes sense on a podcast level. But there is a podcast. We'll be moving on to a different plat- to a different uh, to a different handle so we can get our growth on. And that's about it. Hey. That's that's your response. <laughs> 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 Let's get this bag. Big old bags. That was the uh, <laughs> the theme of the week. Big old bags. But I really like. I don't think y'all know. I really fuck with y'all. I really fuck Appreciate with the wake of Demon Lights. You see uh, what he said? What did he say? Love starting my Tuesdays and Thursdays with y'all. Oh, come on, man. Appreciate come on, that. Man. Come on, man. Come on. Don't get me in the feels, man. <laughs> don't get me in the feels. Don't get me to talk about the wake of Bagel Demon Lights. I I fucks with y'all the long way. <laughs> the long way. I don't think y'all know. I don't think y'all know. Wow. We gotta have a we have we a wake up bake with BMO night appreciation day. Yeah, we a little, little community. We a little community, <laughs> man. <laughs> 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 and everybody accepts me. People's mamas on there. Yeah. <laughs> like not only like you know, just like not only like young mamas. Oh, Lauren says wow. she sets on Lauren for this. Wow. Not only young mamas, but like like Somebody and they mama is on here. Like yeah. a wake and bake will be one night is the child. Yeah. <laughs> and they mama is also a wake and bake will be one night. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. They're giving us hell of time. You know, sometimes sometimes they fuck with us. Sometimes they fuck with your boy. But what time is it in real life though? This is oh, 9 Okay, because you know, I do got uh, man, I'm just telling. As long as we get some bonus time, I'm working on this project in which we are. Um, I. That's another conversation. But I'm working on a project right now with Creative Theory in which we are, um, researching Brianna Taylor mm-hmm. as a trend over the last 365 days. Right. And although I went to school to research. You know what I'm saying? Nationally published artist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Went to the National Science Fair when I was in high school. You know. Some, know. some, some slight. You know what I'm saying? I know a couple things about a couple things. Um, um, this might be the hardest subject I've had to research. Uh-huh. Uh, because it is. And when I say hard, I mean like difficult. It is, it is emotionally taxing. The ancestors are like, it's weird. 
I said this when I was re- I was doing some research on, on her on Friday, and what you got to watch these videos, which are like pro statements and anti statements. And there was this one black man. I watched fifty videos on Friday. There's this one black man who actually spent sixteen minutes of his day tearing down the character of Breonna Taylor, trying to justify what happened to her. Mm. And I didn't make any comments on anybody else, but on this one black man, I said, I want you to know. <laughs> I want you to know that I am doing a research project on Breonna Taylor, and I came across your video, and you are, you have done nothing. Your channel didn't grow. Your engagement rate didn't grow. I'm looking at the stats objectively from the back end. You have done nothing. Wow. <laughs> but you serve as the coon-ass nigga that's going to be in my report. That is your only worth. Mm. Hardest thing I've ever done. Hardest thing I've ever done. Easy. Easily the hardest thing I've ever done. Anyway. Wake up, wake with your Yo, tomorrow, though, I really do want to talk about, I really do want to talk about Diddy and his letter and my nigga Kyrie. Oh, so yeah. we're going to, not tomorrow, on Thursday, we definitely going to come back with those with those situations. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. As the old folks say, I'm going to let y'all, I'm going to go ahead and let you go now. All right, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I will see y'all on Thursday. Um, oh, shit. Ernesto says, send me your number, bro. We got to talk. Oh, it sounds serious. It do sound serious. That's not my baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Good morning. <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. Sparky with bow blunder, even the curta. Wait, make we be mo, yeah.